This is a Hoff Studios podcast. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I've been following along on your journey since you were a business coach. And when I first saw you, I was like, how is she so hot though? <laughs> which led me in, <laughs> which led me into reading about your fitness journey and YouTube. And so you were in like a reinvention when I met you. You were a business coach. And I had just become a business coach. And so that was very inspiring. I took a lot of inspiration from you. And now I've seen you transform yourself two, three, four more times. And obviously this podcast yes. is called, right? <laughs> this podcast is called Rebellious Reinvention. So I just really want to share your journey and how you've reinvented yourself. And what's interesting mm -hmm. is that as I was trying to come up with some specific topic to discuss with you and some really juicy questions, I, I couldn't wrap my mind around a topic. And I think that's because mm -hmm. you're so out of the box. And so hats off to you for continuing to evolve and stay that way. Um, I, couldn't, yeah, I couldn't pinpoint a topic. You're welcome. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. And I think um, it's, you know... In my experience of my journey, I got online when I was 21 wow. in 2014. And it, it, I'm 29 now. So mo all of my 20s and just growing up, figuring out who I mm -hmm. am, trying to wrap my head around like, what is it that I'm here to do and share? And and having a large following such so early on was this really interesting experience of figuring all that out while being watched, mm -hmm. while being witnessed, while being followed. Mm -hmm. And followed is the name of my new book that's coming out next year. Mm. And it's just that feeling of like, what is that? What does that really mean? And how does that affect and impact a content creator or a person on their journey of figuring themselves out? And I think that one thread that's always stuck with me personally, and the thing that I think I hear from people regularly that have been following for a while or like have been witnessing multiple journeys and iterations is just this permission to keep changing and to keep growing and to not stay stuck in mm -hmm. one thing if that doesn't feel right for you. For some people, it feels right. For other people, it totally doesn't. Yeah. So I think that it's nice to, it's cool to hear that there's there's obviously lots of different things that we could talk about. But the interesting thing maybe is that there is so many things we can talk about. But at the end of the day, the the reinvention process and going through that multiple times and other people going through that and figuring out how to do that, especially online, is a really challenging and interesting topic. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because it's it's innately human to keep evolving, right? It's innately human to to yeah. grow your consciousness, to change your mind, to flip, as we call it, right? Like 
to just evolve yeah. and grow, but it goes against all business marketing advice, which is niche down, be specific, yes. have a brand <laughs> message, dumb it down. You know, it goes against all uh, methodology and psychology and marketing. And so I think it's really been a challenge for me personally. And I'm sure for so many people that follow you to really allow themselves to do that online in front of people as you're growing a business, yep. because it goes, it goes against traditional techniques, right? Yeah. Yeah, it totally does. And I, I know there's, I think that's the interesting thing about marketing, business, psychology, niching down. And my perspective on that has, has changed and evolved over the years with just my relationship to myself. Cause it is really hard to like, I've had at three times now, and this year was another one. It's like, all right, I am feeling the change inside of myself again. And the old thing that I was doing and even necessarily wasn't even necessary like I wasn't even feeling particularly ready or like I needed to shift things again I was like I'm good to hang out for a little while I don't need to do like I know what the process is like it does require a new um lens and sit down creative thoughtfulness and redesigning of messaging and marketing and offers. It's and such a big overhaul. A lot. You know, it's a, it's a heavy lift, and, and it's not this. It's not this easy thing to just do that. Obviously, I've seen so many people in the spaces that I've been in that have stuck with their one thing and that have scaled and grown their business, and they're doing really well. and And it's not that I'm not, but I've just been really dedicated and devoted to my inner mm -hmm. journey and my mm -hmm. personal journey. And sometimes that looks like hey, it's time to change again. And it doesn't mean that you're going to keep changing forever. But it does mean that you have to really honor that mm -hmm. because it's not going to go away. And I don't know about other people, but for me, I can't, like, I cannot find the will within myself to keep going on a path that all of a sudden or slowly starts to feel not quite right for mm -hmm. me and just put on a front and a face and a mask to make that happen because who is who am I doing that for at that point? Other people. Mm -hmm. And like there's a difference between personal brand and business. And some people, your personal brand is your mm -hmm. business. And I think that that is a whole interesting thread as well to consider how much of your personal brand is going to become the legacy business that, that you scale and build and keep building forever and ever. And I think that so many people now, a lot of colleagues and peers of mine are meeting this kind of stage where I know that I went through this as well two two years ago when I reached burnout. And my coaching company that's rooted in me and everything that I have to say and my perspective and just the energy that I bring to the table on any of the given topics that I want to talk about was this thing that I was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna scale and grow that and I'm gonna build out multiple different coaching programs and I'm going to build out multiple courses and I'm gonna hire coaches underneath me and have a team. And I might still do that again in the future, but it's a different thing to have a personal brand that is the the business that you grow because then it kind of locks you as the person into that the the entire business is like foundation and the systems and everything that you do to keep testing and trying new things. And then when you finally land on something and maybe you grow out of it, it's like, okay. <laughs> Yeah. Time to do something different. Yeah. And then everybody... So it's... it's There's there's lots there. Yeah. Then everybody knows you for that thing and they don't understand 
because psychologically it's hard for people to understand what's going through your inner world and interchange. And so there's like, they're like literally disappointed in us for evolving and changing. And then we try to carry that disappointment. Um, It's interesting. uh, About two years ago, myself, I've gone through like four iterations or like three iterations, branding, visually and identity um, externally in my coaching Mm -hmm. business. But two years ago, I spent like, it was probably $30,000 plus on rebranding the website, the photography, but because it took four to six months to complete this rebrand, because I didn't DIY it this time, I was like, I'm so committed to who I am now. I'm going to invest money. I'm a great business owner. Yeah, I'm going to invest so much money in this rebrand on my personal brand and personal identity Mm -hmm. that in six months, I'm going to outgrow it and be really fucking upset with myself. And that's what happened. I mean, obviously, I didn't know that was going to happen. But um, it led me into a really deep depression, which was kind of always sitting at the Mm -hmm. top. Ever since I had my daughter, I had postpartum, I have a five year old, I had Mm -hmm. postpartum depression, and then it kind of thinned, but it stayed. And, um, and so it just blew up and I went into total stagnancy and I went into a really dark place, mm-hmm. um, which led me to an amazing spiritual awakening and reconnecting with psilocybin. And now we have a mm-hmm. mushroom company and a functional mushroom company we're growing. So it led me down a really amazing spiritual path, but yeah, the letting go of that identity was a grief process. It was all the stages of grief Mm -hmm. towards what felt like myself. And I think what inspired me to ask you to come on this podcast was exactly this. Business is personal. You just launched a program. I know you're out of the launching process with that. But I think that what you do so well is tie together personal development, spirituality, and business because... I always say Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship is your personal development machine. There's no escaping the exercise and the growth that you're going to have to do to move through entrepreneurship. And so, you know, let's talk about that. Like, what does it mean to be emotionally intelligent and doing the inner work as an entrepreneur and growing your business? And why, why do you, why do you care to share so much of that with people? Yeah, I mean, I care so much because a lot of my story mirrors yours as well. And I heard a lot in your story similar to my experience. And I feel like in my coaching practice now, it's one of the only things I really talk about with people. And we do the business stuff and we map out strategies and plans and things. But because I'm coming at it now from the lens of what is your inner world experience, so we can work on matching that to your outer world experience versus the other way around, we spend so much more time focusing on, all right, what is it that you're actually going through? So one small example, as let's just say as a content creator, you and your energy, and I I think content creators across the globe at this point are, are feeling this energy where you have to be even more embodied, passionate, Um, connected to your message now more than ever before. 
or else it's going to fall mm-hmm. flat. Like seven years ago, you can post really shitty pictures of your your breakfast and it yeah. can get you followers. And you didn't have to try. And there were no stories. And at this point, people are really specific and picky with who they follow. And if your stuff is not... I talked to so many entrepreneurs and creators about this. If you're not connected to your message, it's going to fall flat in one way or the other. Because people are are looking for energy mm-hmm. and they're looking for um, conviction mm-hmm. and drive and excitement and consistency. And they're looking for someone that is ready and available to show up with all of those things all at the same and time. It's and so it's so subconscious. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. It's so subconscious. Very subconscious. Yeah. And I'm sure you, like, anyone listening to this is like, oh yeah, I remember when I am just trying to check the box of writing a piece of content and I write one because I have it in my notes app and I get it out, but I don't really feel connected to it. And I don't really know why I'm writing it or filming it, but I've just got to get something out there and it doesn't perform well, or like it doesn't translate or you're like wondering why it's not hitting Mm -hmm. for your audience or there's a pattern of it not hitting for your audience and I like to look into those patterns I'm like all right well it could be this practical skill that maybe we need to develop a little more it could be that you need more copywriting training or you need to consider how to rework your angle so it really matches your ideal target market and like all of that stuff is still super relevant right? strategy like, it's not yeah. like the marketing yeah strategy marketing strategy doesn't go away it obviously works and also when you're still figuring out what you really want that like scaled business to be or like that legacy business to be or you're going to put in thousands and thousands of dollars into rebrands or ads or team members like you did and like I did it's like you got to be really committed So my work that I really like to do is I like to help people. There's a couple different types of people that I I find come to me because of these specific types of conversations. Are these archetypes? Because I would love to talk about your archetypes. (laughs) Not not necessarily, but I will will get to those. Um, But more so just like the type of person that's interested in this Mm -hmm. conversation is either the person that doesn't want to waste a bunch of time and money trying to figure out, trying to scale the thing that they don't, they're not totally sure about yet. Mm-hmm. And we can convince ourselves that we're mm-hmm. sure and we can be like, all right, I'm, I'm doing this because I think that it's the next step and I think that I want it. But is, is it really like, what does that really take? Like what a level of effort and energy is going to be required of me to put in all of this time into saying, all of these things and getting really good at it and building a body of work and building a brand that people know and understand. Like I, you know, you and I have both gone through like, okay, I have 200 something thousand followers on YouTube that spend two hours a week watching my videos about fitness and my life. And all of a sudden I'm done with that. Mm -hmm. That is, that is going to take a big effort to steer that ship in a different direction. And then when you go through different things or when you're just passionate about other stuff or like you're going through your own awakening or you're going through your own transformation in like your sex life or your relationship or just within yourself or you have a child or you start a family or something, you go through a divorce or something happens that's really meaningful and impactful to you. As a personal brand, it's likely true that you're going to want to bring those parts of yourself out to the table 
especially if there's those are the things that are moving you really deeply on the inside. Mm -hmm. And that is what business is personal really means. It's okay, I have a business that is over here. And it's separate from me as a person. And it has its own spirit, its own energy, its own desires. And it wants to be something. Mm -hmm. But I also am a separate entity. And I'm a person with my own spirit, energy, desires, and spiritual path or self-development path. And sometimes those two things conflict. And that's okay. Like you have a separate company now that is not rooted in your personal brand only. I have a separate company now that's not rooted in my personal brand only. And that requires like, doesn't matter what I'm going through, like the business needs to, Mm -hmm. to be born and to be raised and to get its needs met. And I'm like, it's parent and we gotta, we gotta do that. And it's just a different experience. Mm -hmm. So business is personal and just considering what it means to be viewing yourself through the lens of your business is to be paying attention to what's coming up for you at any given moment and Mm -hmm. asking yourself, what is this teaching me about myself? What am I getting to learn here? And can I really view these two things as, as separate entities so I can extract the most information out of them and release outcome attachment to how it has to look. And I think that's the biggest thing with business because, Mm -hmm. you know, the the goal of business is to grow, scale, make money and all of that stuff. And you can do that and go on a linear pathway and map everything out, but you can't, you can't really control what happens to you as much as you think you might be able to. Yeah. And I think even versus, you know, control what's happening to you, like what, happens for you and how you personally evolve and shift. It's like your energy just can't show up for things that aren't meant for you. You know, your soul is really driving this ship. And at the end of the day, if it's not in your purpose to be living and working that, that business that you convinced yourself, or maybe your ego did that you you wanted, um, (laughs) you know, you're going to have a conflict. You're just going to have an inner conflict. And I also think that the beautiful thing about the way that you approach that is that you, you're viewing the the two things as separate entities. So you're allowing the, the person to say, how am I going to show up for this? And what is my motivator and my drive? Which leads me back to mm-hmm. the archetype conversation. Cause I, and I would love to talk about this. I, yeah. I did my archetypes. What are my archetypes? Um, you did. I did I love to know <laughs> what is, what is it called? I took the archetype test a long time ago and I just took it today and your website has changed. It's beautiful by the way. Yeah. It, it's you. yeah. The quiz is updated. Um, that business is called it's on- entrepreneurial, uh, eauniverse.io is the website slash quiz. So EA universe is our platform and then entrepreneurial archetype quiz is the assessment. Yeah. And it's awesome. There's yeah. so much information in it. It's how did, how did this come yeah. about before we get into what I am? I would love to hear about this, oh. this journey. Yeah. Yeah, it came about like really because of my whole process with trying to figure myself out. So, um, and it also came on the tail end of an identity death. (laughs) I know you talked about Mm -hmm. that. And it came on the very, like right after I hit burnout in 2019, I had been in burnout for probably like a year. I was 25. I was young. I was um, working so much. I wasn't aligning with 
with my entrepreneurial archetype, like I'm a, so I'll talk about them, but I'm a creator coach archetype primarily. And then teacher and architect are lower on my chart. So what that means for me is I am, if I could create content or create anything all the time, mostly that's the life for me. And the thing that helps drive that for me and the thing that I also feel really connected to is coaching, working with people, working with people on a deep level. I'm really into relationships, communication, emotional intelligence. And those are all of the things that live in that coach archetype. It's your relationships with people, understanding your emotions, their emotions, and being able to have those emotionally intelligent people-based conversations. It's it's an archetype that cares about serving people in whatever way that shows up in business. That could look like customer service, enrollment calls, actual coaching, or just training your team on things and being in that energy. So as I was scaling this business, go ahead. You had to oh, I was going to say, how many archetypes are there? Uh, there's four. four. Okay. So there's four archetypes. And then you're, you, you have percentages and ranks of like which one you are first, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So how it works is essentially there's four different archetypes and there's lots of different archetypes in the world. So if you know anything about archetypes in general, if you ever heard of Carl Jung and and the unconscious and conscious archetypes that live in our psyches for, for all of humanity, there are thousands, even millions of archetypes. Like we all understand what a mother is, not just because we all have a mother, but we see the mother archetype or the maiden archetype, or the gesture, the, the class clown. Like mm-hmm. We know what those things are because we've been shown all of them in media and stories over and over and over and over and over again. And they all live in the collective unconscious. So we know what those things are based on our experience with them. We don't always know, for example, what a really good mother looks like, because maybe not everyone has a really good mother, but we understand them from media, our personal life experiences, and we can we can feel them within ourselves as well. Either they're dormant and they're just not activated, or in in many theories, they they all live inside of you, but you have naturally more active and present and natural for you than you have mm-hmm. other ones. So the way that this came about, again, I was I was experiencing burnout because I was originally a creator coach naturally first. I created YouTube videos and Instagram content and podcasts. And I was just a creator. I wasn't even trying to grow a business. And then I started fitness coaching because people asked me to. And I was like, oh, I could coach and I like it. And that was what I had for a really long time. And I did feel unfulfilled. So these four archetypes, we all have them. Um, The other two are teacher and architect. Architect is your typical business structural, engineering, designing, strategy, finance, things like that, where you naturally understand business on a really deep level. And because your brain is structured that way. And I also um, consulted with a neuroscientist. He has a book called The Neuroscience of Personality. And these archetypes do match the uh, the brain studies that he's done and everything as well. I, I wondered um, what the background so on that was. That's the, cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was the one thing that we did. It was again, it came from my personal experience and it was this download into my brain of just recognizing patterns basically. Mm-hmm. So, I had been in the YouTube influencer creator space and those people operated a certain way. 
And I remember this one person that was a hater of mine for a very long time. He was on a podcast once talking about, you know, I'm not going to market a a bunch of stuff to people. I'm not going to be a marketer. I'm going to be a creator and I'm going to make the best videos with the best transitions, with the best music. And my people are just going to like my stuff so much that I'm going to have links for them to buy things, but I'm not going to sell to them. And that was like his conviction of what it meant to be a creator and an artist and to not sell out and all these things. And I was like, that's interesting Mm -hmm. because now I'm shifting from influencer space to business marketer space. And I've met all these marketers and they're like, oh, this is how you do webinars and copywriting and email lists. And I was like, oh, I don't know about all that stuff. Let me learn. I joined a mastermind. I learned a bunch of stuff. I was like, oh, that's totally different from those people. And then there's another group of people. And like, and like the thing is, it's like no right or wrong. It's just like what serves you right now and also your personality. Yeah. Yeah. Your personality. And you can learn a lot from all of them. They're all, they're all important and they all matter. Um, And I would also bear to say that a personal brand in business, a business that has all four with healthy integration Mm -hmm. in the business is a successful business um, or a successful brand. Yeah. And there's different, there's a shadow to all of them as well. Um, and then the the teacher archetype is the the researcher, the the information gatherer and organizer, and the person that is sharing information and, and education and they want to speak to one to many people. They don't necessarily need to be in the one-to-one context to share the information, but they're like, I've got info and you need to have it. And I'm going to be a speaker, a podcaster, an author, a course creator, or some sort of information disseminating type of person. And I came across a lot of those people in the fitness industry who were these like personal trainer, have every certification, researcher, they hated influencers. They, I mean, like understandably so, there's a lot of people sharing misinformation. Mm -hmm. And these people are very passionate about making sure the right information goes out there and they're going to learn from all of the people who have already studied it in the past and they're going to share that information or that or organize it, get grab it all and then share it to their people to make sure that the right content and information in the world lives mm-hmm. there. And all of these energies are different and you can take the quiz and you essentially will get um, a breakdown of how much of a percentage you embody in all four of them. So it's not out of a hundred total. It's, you can you can embody 50% of all of them at this current time. Mm-hmm. And you also will possibly and probably grow that over time the more you integrate them. Some people eventually feel like I have a business partner in the archetype business. He's like, I feel pretty integrated in all of them. I have archetype, sorry, architect as probably my first one and creator, but I'm pretty good at all of them. But one or two will usually shine through. For me... I have architect lowest and as much as I am a good business owner now and I have skills and I have integrated that part of myself and I know how to do strategy and business and finance and structure and I can do it really well for a lot of people, I will never be the architect that my business partner is because that is like his main one and I see the way that it works. I'm like, thank God. Mm-hmm. I, I tried to do that. That's why I burnt out. I tried to be it's more innate that to him. person as the more innate, more natural. Um, there's for people that have things lower, you essentially just have more of this like natural aversion to that energy, whether it's 
um, structural energy or like you don't necessarily get lit up by speaking or learning through reading books or maybe you don't feel like it's really natural for you to be flowy and have a lot of space on your calendar. You like more structure. There's various characteristics and elements of each of them. And that's why the quiz is helpful because you can take it and a lot of people really resonate with it. So I would, I would love to know what you got. Yes. Um, it's interesting. Breakdown. I'm going to compare it to my old one too, because I read in here yeah. that you can, and you just mentioned that you can grow your percentages essentially. Like there's room yeah. for growth, I think. Um, especially in your main yeah. one, you know, I feel like that's definitely a place yeah. where you can grow and embody more. You can, yeah, you can change your relationship to different ones, not consciously necessarily, but let's just say you had, you got really, really burnt out as a coach mm. and you didn't have good boundaries and you took on clients that you didn't necessarily want to work with and you had a really challenging time with it you might have a bias when you take the quiz about whether or not you want to be that. Mm -hmm. And that is a bias in any kind of personality assessment quiz because you may or may not want to be that thing. And if the quiz question says, I really love doing blah, blah, blah. And you're like, I actually, I do. But on a, on a deeper level, I have an emotional attachment or challenge with that thing. You might bump it down lower. Mm. So the more that you, you grow and integrate your own unconscious shadows, the more accurate of a test you'll have. Yeah. And I think it's for me, it was the opposite. I think the first time I took it, I really was embodying coach. I was a coach full time. And yeah. I wanted that so badly to be my thing forever. And so I think now that I am more honest, and although I do maybe have an aversion to coaching, I feel really integrated with the decision to allow it to let go and step into the more natural embodiment yeah. of my next phase. Um, so taking it today, I took it super quick, like right before this podcast, because I was like, oh, mm -hmm. I'm so curious what what it looks like these days and how yeah. it's changed. And, um, and so I took it very like, I just didn't emotionally attach to anything. Anyway, so I'm creator, teacher, coach, architect, and creator is 75%. Cool. And teacher is 72%. So I'm pretty up there with yeah. creator and teacher. And coach, I'm down in the 58%. And I think what's interesting about that is like allowing something like this really allows me to be bold and lean in to areas more, like really yeah. embracing that I'm more of a creator archetype, not just via this quiz, mm -hmm. but like letting go of the coach archetype and the coach career yeah. in the last few years yeah. <clears throat> and allow me to step into more, maybe it's group coaching, but really teaching and creating mm -hmm. that pressure release is off of me. And it really allows me to lean in and learn more and spend more time and energy in the place that's going to really fulfill me and grow my expertise yeah. and strategy in the areas that are, um, more natural and my soul is desiring more. Mm -hmm. And I think this yeah. quizzes like this allow you to make it go for, go from subconscious to conscious and really step into that yeah. power. So it's really, really rad. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I think a lot, a lot of people found that as well, that just that permission to lean more into that thing and 
I think the other thing that it does is it doesn't make any one of them better or worse, Mm -hmm. which when you go online, it can often feel like these conflicting messages of, let's just say, if you don't have operations, you're not a real business owner. Mm -hmm. And that's not true. You could have a practice where people pay you Venmo and you've had clients for years and years and years and you're a healer and you don't have any backend operations, but people come to you because you're really fucking Mm -hmm. good and you're a business owner. But it's this like funny thing that when you have more than like you have more percentage in one area and you're trying to teach people how to own that a little bit more, it can sometimes come across like this is the best way to do Mm -hmm. it, which is where so many people get confused because they think, oh, I have to hold on to this coach career because this is what people are doing to make money and this is the best way to do it. And People online say, if you don't care about your clients, then you're a bad person. Or if you don't want to spend all this time with them, then you're not doing the right thing. When in reality, they probably have all the energy in the world to like make their delivery the best thing possible and to get all the certifications in coaching and to like keep developing that area. Mm-hmm. And you might have all the energy in the world to keep developing your creative craft and your creativity and your your brand and just your innovation and the things that you're innovating on and your ideas. And that is really where you're going to shine. And this other thing is a nice supplement, but it doesn't have to be this main thing. And I think that it gives everybody awareness that, oh, I can learn from that type, but I don't have to be that Mm -hmm. type. I can just be what I actually am. It's so cool. So tell me about what was your, after this burnout, is that when you feel like you had a big spiritual awakening? Because I feel like it was around that time when I witnessed a really big shift in your brand. Obviously we witnessed a shift in your brand. You let go of that identity, but that was that due to a spiritual awakening and what did that look like for you? Yeah. Yeah. I had two, one in 2018 which was my first realization of, oh, I have, I have a personal pattern of people pleasing that's mm. affecting my life for the first time. No awareness of that before. And that was in 2018. And that is the beginning of me seeing where that might be existing in my business and how I kept over, over giving or over offering my energy when I actually didn't really have it. And it wasn't until 2019 because I was running a um, really successful 90-day group coaching program program for business that had 30 people in every single time at least. And I had three coaches and salesperson and it was this big production and it was great and really successful. And we did events quarterly and that was my biggest moneymaker at the time. And that is the product that shot me to my first seven figures. And I also had this attachment to, okay, I'm a young person that had success early and a lot of privilege and luck. And I also worked really hard. But if I let go of this product, what does that mean about Mm -hmm. me as a business coach? Does that mean that I fail? Does that mean people are going to look at me and be like, look, she, she, she didn't, she doesn't actually know anything. And I had all of these stories and narratives about my own worth and my own value Mm -hmm. and attaching that to how much money I made because that's how people were. That's how I thought people were valuing and respecting me at the time. That's going to resonate a lot with people. 
Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Especially, especially as a woman, I still get it. Mm-hmm. I still get people saying that I'm charging too much, and they would never say that to a man in mm-hmm. my position. So at that time, uh, about a year later in 2019, I kept going. I kept doing it, but I was growing so fast in my spirituality and just my not just this in the spiritual sense, but in understanding myself and my relationships. And I was putting more energy into other things. And I really didn't have the energy to maintain the structure of the business that I developed. I It grew really quickly and I didn't have the time to integrate all of the skills I really needed to run that size of a company. Mm. So I decided there there was that moment where I was like, I have to either keep hiring more help and having like no profit or I got to let it go Mm -hmm. and I have to fire people and I have to let people go and I have to tell all these people that I'm not doing this program anymore and I don't have the answers and I don't know what's coming next for me and I I was just like physically at a point where I couldn't do it Mm -hmm. and it was really challenging to admit that and I felt um, it was really vulnerable to admit that I was burnt out and that I you know, kind of didn't do it mm-hmm. right, or or so I thought. And what that would mean about me as a as a business coach who has success over here, but on the inside or physically is not okay. And then I then I let it go, and I gave myself that really really imperative, important, and rare I would say time to just be in the I don't know for a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks of I had one-on-one clients. I had um, another program going. I had courses, so it wasn't like my entire revenue source went away. But I just took the biggest one away, basically, and I I, I retired it. And after that, it was this moment where I sat in the I don't know for a couple of weeks, and I was like, I need to recover. I need to not be in that immediate phase of I got to get to the next answer mm-hmm. because I'm uncomfortable with not knowing the answer. And that is where I found so much. And I cannot stress this enough. I don't think enough people get to have this experience, especially as content creators who we feel this constant need to be on. The experience of just not having the answers and just waiting. And it's this it's this like void of the unknown where we are so scared of going there and we're so scared of that identity death of okay if this part of me is dying and i don't know what's coming next we are are horrified of of that we're so scared to go there it's a very hard thing for people to do and what i found in there was just so much magic and inspiration and once i like energetically and physically was able to recover a little bit my creative brain which is like very prolific just started turning back on and i started to try to interpret what my experience was and i was like all right when was the last time that I felt really excited? And if I were to start all over again, what would I do? I would make videos. I would make content. I would coach people. And I was like, that's really interesting. Because before I was trying to do mostly business and my creative energy was used for ads and marketing mm-hmm. material and not actual, exciting, fun, flowy, non-obligatory content, which was killing my soul. It felt like my soul was just sad. And then I realized, oh, okay, I have a couple other friends that they seem to have this thing. They seem to be like 
they have all the energy in the world to build their business and it doesn't seem to make them tired. I'm like, all right, if I can look at that and not make myself wrong for it, I can just be like, that's interesting. And then I had another few friends who were like, I just love my coaching practice and I'm just going to keep becoming the best coach that I possibly can become. And I'm going to become so good at it. And I don't need to have tons and tons of programs, but all I want is for the work that I do with people to be the best thing possible. Like, that's interesting. I have some of that, but that's not my main motivator. My main motivator is creativity and freedom and getting to be self-expressed. Like that's my, if I can pick one thing, it's going to be that. And I was like, that's interesting. So just observing all these different types of people in my life and different colleagues and having so many connections just to understanding the back end of so many other people's businesses. It's like, it seems as though there's a pattern here. And I just recognized that there was a pattern and all the information just kind of started to, to come to me. And I was like, okay, so if, if, if this exists and I gave like a little test on my social media, I was like, what do you guys think about this? And people blew up. They were super excited about it. We had 10,000 people take this wow. quiz in the first two, two months. Yeah, it was it was quite a lot. And people really resonated with it. They were like, I'm so grateful for this. It, it, it feels like something that was already there, but just got words. Totally. To it. I totally it, agree. And that's what I think person, personality tests are. It's information that we already feel, but we just don't have language for. And I, so and I think I think what's really amazing about the quiz is that I think you assume that it's going to be really just like, I don't know, like a one paragraph thing, like every other quiz we take on right. Facebook, <laughs> you know, those Facebook quizzes. I right. think you think it's going to yeah. be just like, what yeah, what animal are you? Or like a take, but it's fun. So we all do it, right? Like we all want that mystery yeah. of like, what's my card today? Like a tarot reading almost, right? And then it's mm-hmm. just pleasantly so deep and well written. And so there's so much to consume in it. Even from the get-go when I yeah. first took it, which was probably that first iteration, um, yeah. it seems like there's more now. But um, yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot there. Kind of like, I mean, human design and astrology are are way more deep and, and nuanced. And I would say the archetype quiz is not it's not everything. It's not going to be everything mm-hmm. to everybody. It is, but it is one way to understand yourself and relate to yourself and relate to your team members and potential business partners and the people that you hire and get help from. And it can help with so many things. Like I think the cool thing about it is it is, it it can relate to so many things in business and there's that surface level or that maybe initial, okay, this is kind of the structure of me. That's great. And even just not even reading about it, you're like, all right, I get that. And then you read about it and you're like, oh, okay. The coach archetype, like I mentioned before, all of them have a shadow to them and you could be existing in the more unhealthy relationship or the unconscious patterning of that archetype. And then there's that whole pathway to explore. And then there's, okay, like I know for me, it's been years and I know so many of my friends and the people that I talk to regularly, I'm always using my archetype as a North Star to help me make every decision. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, does it bring me closer to that? Does it bring me closer to that? What energy am I, do I have to utilize to make that happen? Am I too? Am I spending too much time in this teacher space, in this architect space? Okay, let's just say I am. Is that a worthwhile use of my energy because it is towards something that really matters to me that's like bigger than myself? Great. 
And it doesn't have to be this thing where you don't use the ones or you avoid the ones that you aren't naturally. It's more of recognizing it as how much energy do you have to use to embody those things. Totally. And it might just require more energy for you to do those other things. And it doesn't mean that you shouldn't do them or or don't have to do them. It's more of like, okay, I know that that's going to like, it's just going to require a lot more of me and how much bandwidth do I have to put into that? And where can I get help for that? Yeah. So I want to talk about emotional intelligence and I really, you know, the fact that you had so much awareness in that, I don't know. And even the way that you articulated the story reflecting back, like hindsight's always twenty twenty, but still how vulnerably you shared the way that you gave it up and the internal perspective that you had. Like most people would say, I didn't have the energy. I didn't desire to do it anymore. I'd shifted and kind of glossed over, but you really went in and you said, you know, I knew that if I continued to scale this, I didn't have the skill set and it was going to take more time, more money to either build the skill set or hire out and make profit, which is essentially saying like, I didn't, I didn't know enough to continue to move on. I didn't, you allow yourself that vulnerability to admit it one to yourself and two to others. Um, Mm -hmm. how, how do people, I'm very self-aware. It's, I I can articulate Mm -hmm. things in a similar way, but how do people tap into that emotional intelligence, particularly when when they're in that, I don't know space to allow themselves to really see and feel those things? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great question. And there's, there's many places you can go to learn about how to relate to yourself, but something that helped me so much, I was in a spiritual psychology program at the university of Santa Monica and it was this amazing program that's been running for 40 years. And I learned these really useful principles on how to relate to yourself as a human and how to understand what's going on inside, like how the emotional system operates and how that then affects your thoughts and how those thoughts then affect how you feel about yourself. And I posted about this just the other day being devoted to to learning about those things for me was one of the most useful skills I think any person can have. Mm-hmm. Because what it does is it takes you away or it allows you to take a step back from what your emotional experience actually is. And then it gives you tools to accurately interpret it. Rather than when we're in an emotional experience or when we're really vulnerable or even just admitting like, yeah, I don't have the skills for that. That that takes many, many layers of emotional intelligence mm-hmm. and awareness and um, re- releasing shame and self-judgment of how other people will perceive you. Like those are deep things mm-hmm. and they're not easy because those narratives and emotions and belief systems are also rooted in potential trauma or conditioning or the the greatest human fear is that we will have a loss of love mm-hmm. or we won't be loved or we will have no love or we are not lovable. And anything that we perceive as something that will have people judge, criticize, abandon us or not love us, those are really scary, vulnerable things. So just learning how to not judge myself and my experience and to have compassion for it and then to be able to learn okay 
can I take a step back of, of what's going on with my life and look at it objectively from a, a 40,000 foot view and say, all right, um, what's, what, what might be going on? Like if I am in it right now and I'm writing the chapter of my book and I'm, you know, in the very middle of writing the next sentence, the next page, the next word, if I felt like there was some awareness that there was still a lot of book left to write, where would I be in the journey? What, like, what part of the journey am I learning? And I just dove into like, yeah, just understanding psychology, trauma, spirituality, the hero's journey, like so many different tools, archetypes, um, oracle cards. I got astrology readings and human design readings, and I just wanted to understand. And in that, just trying to learn how to understand myself and my own experience and make sense of it, I learned a lot along the way. And there's, there, it's, there's a really valuable skill set to dive into as any person, but as a content creator and a business owner, because you could be going through so many things and there's multiple things going on inside of your system at any given time. And if you can just put effort into understanding yourself, even just a little bit, it's a really worthwhile skill set to learn. Thank you so much, Amanda. It's such a beautiful conversation we just yeah. got to have. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so Thank you so much for having you're, me. I appreciate you're it. so welcome. Where can everybody find you these days? You can go to Instagram at Amanda Bucci. I have a website, amandabucci.com. And if you want to take that quiz, it is eauniverse.io slash quiz. Go take it. It's awesome. Thank you so much, Amanda. Have a beautiful <laughs> day. You. Appreciate your time. Yeah. Thank you, love. Talk Thanks for having me. Bye. Every week we have a reoccurring segment and I share my favorite things, tangible products to use, things to walk away with and above and beyond the inspiration of these conversations. Think, read, shop, do, and grab are the categories. Think. What if we embrace our desires and our innate traits and nuances? If we allowed ourselves to be guided by our archetypes and personal journeys versus live a subconscious programming placed on us by society, school systems, and family? That is my biggest urge to you, to embrace who it is that your soul came to be and experience. Read. Archetypes. Who Are You? by Caroline Mize. I love this book. It offers listeners and readers an engaging and illuminating way to better understand themselves and those closest to them. Whether we are aware of it or not, each of us identifies with certain universal myths and symbols, otherwise known as archetypes. By identifying your personal archetypes, we can gain the knowledge necessary to consciously define and live an authentic lifestyle that reflects who it is that we really are. Mize also includes suggestions for embracing one's archetype to the fullest, providing tools for avoiding common pitfalls and daily practices for enhancing the positive qualities of each archetype. In addition to the 10 archetypes, there is a glossary covering more than 20 sub archetypes. I'll leave the link here in the show notes. And do go right now and take Amanda Bucci's archetype quiz. Get your mind blown by the amount of information you'll bring to the conscious and lean into who you are meant to be. The difference between reading the book and Amanda's um, archetype quiz is that hers is very centered around business. And so you will get so much juice out of that if you are a business owner or entrepreneur. So go right now and grab that quiz. 
Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoy it, please subscribe, please like it and share it. And if there's anything that you want to bring to the table, please let me know. Feel free to DM me on Instagram. Have an amazing day. Thank you. Thank you.